0: back to the Supercoach champions podcast this is the round 15 let mail edition you're here with catfish as always uh look Wackers whispers there's plenty of it <laughs> plenty of mail as always and we'll take your twitter questions as we always do but uh look let's jump straight into it here are Wackers whispers for round 15 you've got mail baby yeah Starting with the Eels and Storm, the Eels look set to be 1 17, with Junior Paulo expected to overcome an ankle injury, with no late changes expected. Will Smith and Brad Takarangi uh, were omitted on Wednesday night. Still in the 19, uh, Andrew Davey and Hayes Dunster. The Storm have lost Jesse Bromwich after he failed at his judiciary hearing on Tuesday night, and Jerome Hughes also withdrew due to a groin injury. So we're going to see Cooper Johns, of Matty Johns fame, uh, make his NRL debut. He's named to start at halfback at the moment, but he could drop to the bench with Nico Hines starting. Nelson Osofa-Solomona named at prop, as Jay Bromwich's replacement and uh, Darren Schoenig will come in uh, uh, onto the interchange. Uh, Brandon Smith and Tom Eisenhuth, uh, who had a back and concussion uh, issues respectively, they're both fit to play after they took part in the captain's run. Marion Sevy remains in the 19 and could end up replacing Shandor Earl on the right wing. Uh, and it's worth noting Ken- Kenny Bromwich will be captaining the Storm for the first time. For the Panthers and the Sharks, the Panthers are expecting to have one change with Brian Toror fit to play after recovering from his syndesmosis injury. He's going to come onto the right wing, which will see Dane Laurie dropping out at 17. And Brent Naden will move to right centre, Tyron Murray will go back to the bench. Dylan Edwards and Tyron May both should be fit to play after they copped Knox to um, their knee and hip respectively last week. For the Sharks, Sean Johnson is has overcome a groin injury which forced him the field last week and will play after training with the squad. Josh Dugan and Ronaldo Mulitalo are both in some doubt. They'll need to be checked at the captain's run. Dugan was the most concerning, uh, but he apparently is training at the captain's run, but uh, keep an eye on late team listed, uh, final team list. Obviously, there are a couple of options here. If he is ruled out, though, um, John Morris could obviously shove in Bryson Goodwin as a straight swap, or he could, as he did previously, move Siyafah Talakai to left center and bring back Britton Nakora onto the right edge. As um, previous weeks, Scott Sorensen will start at lock. Toby Rudolph drops back to the bench. For the Broncos and the Dragons, the Broncos look set to be one seventeen with uh, the only concern over Anthony Milford just needing to make it through the captain's run, um, which is happening at the moment, to prove he's recovered from a hamstring injury, which has kept him out for the last two weeks. Brody Croft still remains on standby. Jordan who plays his first game of the season after he recovers, has recovered from off-season shoulder surgery, and then he suffered a hamstring injury when returning to training uh, in, in May. But he has been in full training for a number of weeks, and he'll be lining up at left-centre. For the Dragons, they'll be without Tyrrell Fui Marino after he failed at a judiciary hearing on Tuesday. So he's out for two games. Jacob Host is expected to start on the left edge and Trent Marin to come onto the bench. Kate Ellis did suffer a shoulder injury last week and he's in some doubt, but if, uh, if he is ruled out, we'll see the NRL debut of Eddie Blacker from the bench. Blake Laurie passed the game day HIA last week and he's trained during the week, so should be no issues there. And Paul Vaughan finally returns after missing the last two games due to a COVID-19 breach. For the Titans and the Raiders, the Titans obviously will be missing Kevin Proctor after he copped his four-game ban um, at the judiciary on Tuesday. Uh, the, the question is whether both Firma or Sam Stone will start on the left edge. Obviously, Firma owners will be desperately hoping he is starting with... Um, yeah, obviously, non-owners will be hoping he isn't. Uh, Tanner Boyd or Aaron Clark will come onto the bench. Philip Sammy and Anthony Dom, who had uh, knee and rib issues respectively, they missed last week as a late admission. They just need to make it through the captain's run though, uh, to be confirmed starters this week. AJ Brimson, who's managing a back issue, and Keegan Hipgrave with a shoulder slash concussion, they are expected to play after they suffered some minor injuries last weekend. For the Raiders, they have no injury concerns and their name is Quad. Only potential change to the 17 is that they might swap Hudson Young and Ryan Sutton again. Tigers and Roosters. The Tigers are expecting to welcome back Alex Twall. Um, and NRL Physio is cheering right now. <laughs> after he's named on an extended bench, he returned to full training this week after he recovered from his sternum injury, which kept him out for the last two weeks. And he's expecting to start at lock. Eisenhuth will drop back to the bench and Elijah Taylor out of the 17 altogether. Thomas McKayle was rested last week due to managing a knee injury. He might come onto the bench for Alex Seafarth if he could pass the cap, uh, pass fitness at the captain's run, uh, which will be on Friday. Josh Alloway is fit to play after he passes game day HA last week. He did cop a knock to the wrist during the game, um, and, but he he's trained with the squad this week, so no issues there. Benji Marshall and Cool and Adam Dewey back, both picked up minor knocks last week, but are expected to be fit to play. On the Rooster side, they have named Brett Morris and Jared Waria we- Weir- Hargraves, who are returning from a back and calf injury respectively. They only need to make it through the Friday captain's run to prove their fitness. If uh, Brett Morris is able to return, that will probably shift Ikevalu from the right wing to the left wing, with Matt Morris obviously playing right wing. Nat Butcher and Tupanua both caught knocks during the game last week, but they're expecting to play. Uh, and they'll be starting on the right and left edges, respectively. Uh, the last call that might be made on Friday for Trent Robinson is that he may give an NRL debut to the gun rookie Sam Walker, who has a lot of hype about him. Uh, he could end up replacing Drew Hutchinson on the left edge. The Rabbitohs and the Seagulls. The Rabbitohs do have Bailey Siren in doubt after he didn't finish the game last week due to a leg injury. He, again, also needs to take part in the captain's run on Friday to play, if he's ruled out, which uh, Awako expects him to be ruled out, we might see Kurt Dillon come onto the bench and the koala tongue, Koloa Matangi, starting on the edge. Cameron Murray, Alex Johnston and Damien Cook and Cody Walker. So Murray's got an ankle concern, Johnston's got a back issue, Cook a back leg issue and Cody Walker just a knock. They all expected to uh, overcome bumps and bruises to play uh, after they trained during the week all week. On the Seagulls side, they have Cade custon doubt after he suffered a knee and an ankle injury in the first half of the game last week. He was strapped up, was able to play at the game, but he needs to pass a fitness test, obviously, in order to play. If he is ruled out, then there's two options there, basically. He, Des Hassler can either play Lachlan Croker at 5'8", or he could move Curtis Siren into 5'8", and Corey Waddell would come onto the right edge. Now, then that opens up the door for Adam Fenua-Blake to come onto the bench, if he's able to come overcome a knee injury to prove his fitness. If not, then Jack Koshevsky will probably come onto the bench instead. Now, George Tafur expected to return to the left wing after he was dropped to the last week, and then Tavita Furna will go to the right wing. And Mighty Tafur should return, uh, no issues after he missed last game due to concussion. Now, Bulldogs and Warriors. The Bulldogs do have Kieran Foran in some doubt due to ankle injury suffered during the game last week. If he's ruled out, and Lewis will be recalled, but if he's fit, Lewis might get a recall anyway with Jack Cogger dropping out of the side. Faitalo uh, Mariner played limited minutes last week due to illness, but has recovered and he will play. Jake Avarillo is also fit to play after he recovers. He's recovered from his hip injury. And finally, Will Hoppawati only needs to make it through the captain's run on Saturday to tick the final box to confirm his return at fullback from Moses. Uh, injury was it surgery I think maybe on the Warriors side they have Chanel Harris-Tavita in doubt after he's uh, copped a concussion at training expected to be ruled out which we'll see highly promising rookie Paul Turner make his NRL debut at halfback and that's the unexpected change for the Warriors RTS who has a calf concern George Jennings and knock Cody Nickarima has a head cut Tohu Harris knock and Jazz Tavana all expect all expected to play Final game, Knights and Cowboys. The Knights are injury-free with all-squad training this week and it'll be 1-17, to no late changes expected, so good news for Kurt Mann owners. On the Cowboys' side, they might have one change with Justin O'Neill, a chance to come into the 17 if he can recover from his knee injury, which uh, forced him out of last week's game. If O'Neill proves his fitness at Saturday's captain's run, he'll most likely come in at right centre, with Connolly Lemulu dropping out of the seventeen. And that is Wackers Whispers for another week. I want to ask you a bunch of questions. I want to have them answered immediately. Alright, your Twitter questions. First one for the week. Brendan Fenton at defense. I need to trade out Luai before he starts leaking too much cash. Needs a half slash 5-8 that plays this week to get 17 on the park. Currently other halves are Cleary, SJ and Munster. Who are the best options given? I'll probably keep them till the end. I mean, there's lots of names here, but uh, look, Dylan Brown, we've spoken about him all year. He's got a great floor. I uh, you know he's got a questionable consistency at the moment in terms of attacking stats, just because of the Eels, how they're just faltering points from each other. But I think, yeah, he, he's going to be a safe option if you want to go for that level. If you want to go a bit more pod, uh, I think... I, I've mentioned earlier this week, but I, I I really like Ben Hunt this week. I think he's going to go well. He's uh, he's actually averaged 58 since moving to Hooker. I think a couple of weeks ago, and that's even counting with the, all all the reshuffling and everything like that. So I think again, this three-week run for the Dragons should be attacking stats on offer. Wouldn't be surprised if he smashes out a 75 average across these these three weeks. There's also uh, I guess George Williams I mean he'll make you a bit of cash if you don't end up keeping him at the very least I know it seems weird to bring him in probably because you had him previously but you know you can't deny that combination he's got going with uh, Johnny Johnny Bateman at the moment uh, you could always get Mitch Moses obviously as well like all these guys are around that 450 mark aside from Dylan Brown so uh, and George Williams is just under 400,000 so quite affordable those would probably be my picks. Um, just yeah, after a breach search, uh, I think if I if it was my team, I, I I'd take that punt on Ben Hunt, I reckon. Uh, or if you again, if you want to go premium, you know I'm a big fan of DCE, so that's another option too. But he's a bit pricier, and his best matchups are in, in a couple of weeks time. Next question comes in from at deep Longstop. Have guns on my bench for weeks. Mato, Marty, now Cam Smith, Munster, Haas means I play Williams and Shibasaki. Matchups are okay, or is just is that just too much money to carry? What's your gut feel on Munster slash Smith for next week? Beliac gives injury updates after games, which doesn't help me. All right, so I think Cam Smith probably comes back next week. That's what I'm. That's my read on things. Obviously, I'm not an injury expert, but. The way that they've kind of he's been training, he should be ready for next week. Munster's a bit weirder because obviously this is a reoccurrence of the injury. I think they're going to be more cautious with him. Having said that, I think if it's not next week, it'll be the week after. That's my gut feel based on what I've been reading and, and what I've been you know looking up. So that is a lot of money to keep on your bench. Obviously, uh, I think with Haas, like you know, it's two weeks, so it's not a bad move to. Sell him and get him back if you want. It just depends on your your team needs, I guess. I, I don't see an issue playing Williams. Uh, I'm assuming that's George Williams uh, against the Titans. I think that's fine. I prefer not to play Shibasaki. The matchup's okay, but uh, I, I, I don't rate him as a player. And yeah, that's just my, <laughs> my bias, maybe. Uh, too many bomb tries for the Broncos before he went to the Knights and finally scored one. Like, if you could do Haas to someone and, you know, that's going to be a big upgrade on playing Shibasaki when you're 17 this week. That's how I would go. Next question comes in from James at Rooster. James, have 560,000 for a Haas filler. Looking at Papali, he's worried about rest. Fair call. Pal and Mofa, as in Fodawaka, at this stage. Who do you think is best option outside of Clemmer, who I can't afford, doing my head in? Uh... Th- the other options that would have been good, Junior Paulo, who's also similar price to Clemmer. I assume you can't afford him either. And also Take Aho, again, similar price to Polo. Um, Pat Carrigan, if you don't have him, if you sold him or whatever, $540,900, so he's a pretty good price. Um, Josh McGuire, honestly, has been getting it done quietly all season, so he's not bad at $550. But is great for the value at the moment, four sixty dollars uh, so I would probably say to go with him for the value there and I mean Papali you're just counting on him scoring a try which he can at any time so if you're worried about the rest then go for there's a chance that he'll be playing lock until Arrow's back if he's back at all and I think that's 60-65 minutes for Fodeweka and he's uh, he scored quite well last week playing 65 minutes so yeah that's probably where I'd lean Next question is from Christopher1elt Hey fellas, another Haas related question Not selling him, but need to bring in another front row forward As have two nuffs Probably been discussed to death But rate Clemmer, Papali, Paulo, Tapao 1-4 to four. Already have Tauke Aho I think Clemmer's the safest option there Papali the highest ceiling Paulo, it's the injury risk that seems to be the issue And Tapao, I think I would have him last out of those options Tapau was great when he was really cheap he's not cheap anymore and with Fenua blake almost back like the seagulls pack gonna be full strength again so he wasn't as good when they were full strength so yeah uh clem is the safest option there but yeah i don't mind papali or paulo either so yeah i guess I'd, i'd rate it in that order basically Next one comes in from at Rory underscore me 94 one of our champs. Howdy champs. I need a two-week rental at five eighth. Have Kiwi currently and want one- Munster in a week or two. Who am I grabbing? My other halves are Cleary, DCE, and Hoy Honestly, if it's just a two-week rental George Williams will make you some money and bridge the gap to get to Munster Or Jack Whiten's he's, he might go down in price, but he's the other pod option there or you could go with Flanagan uh, who should you think uh, step up with Kiri out? So, those are probably the three names that come straight to mind, uh, aside from you know Dylan Brown, which again we've spoken about him plenty already. Uh, yeah, look, that's probably the, the couple of options I would look at there. George Williams, I think, is my favorite out of those, just in terms of price and value, and obviously him going up in price too. This question comes from Al- at Alex BC Bennett. Who scores more for the run home, Barnett, Clemmer, or Tohu? Uh, look, that's really tough. I would say Tohu probably. Uh, look, you could talk, you could just flip a coin. They could all end up averaging 70, honestly. Um, so I don't think that's the, the way I'd split it, unfortunately. Uh, it just depends on what your team needs. If you need a front or forward, obviously it's a simple answer there for you. If it's one of the other two, then I'd go Barnett for pod factor, honestly. Even though Tohu's pretty lowly owned as well, but yeah, Barnett, I think he's got a higher ceiling right now, getting to play some time on the edge, which means potential for attacking stats, so that's where I'd go. Next question comes in from uh, Dan at Barker Storm Tiger. is Jarrett Ger- a two-week play and then viable third or fourth front row forward when he have to play 55 to 60 minutes every week? They have no one else left, even with Haas back. Thoughts, please. Uh, look, he might get the minutes, but he doesn't quite have the PPM, so I don't really like it, unfortunately. I would lean elsewhere. Honestly, I, I think Christian Welch. I've mentioned him before, but for the price he's at, just a tad over 406000 or something like that. The Storm losing Finucane. I think uh, Welch will have to play 50 to 60 minutes, potentially. So I, I think, yeah, definitely he could be a better shout than joe O. if you need someone cheap to fill in for a while and then last question comes in from at mitch underscore phillips hey wolf hi <laughs> want to hold her, so thoughts on these trades rudolph and tpj out Glamour and toa in will give me one hundred seventy-four thousand in the bank to bring in matter next week i love it they're great trades can't argue with that at all so go for that one and I think that's all the questions, but we did get a, a, a follow up tweet from a deep Longstop. So it says, by the way, for what it's worth, the pod explained the no first scenario really well. Thanks. It was a bit hard to get the full message with limited words in the article and <laughs> sensation Sanger on the case. <laughs> well, look, I'm glad that we were able to explain our, our, what we were trying to argue much better. Uh, like, I don't think we're crazy. To, to look at it and I think it's a very viable strategy so I'm glad we were able to clarify it on our pod of obviously not everyone who reads the article listens so it's a pity that not everyone gets to enjoy that explanation but yeah appreciate the feedback yeah thank you for that alright so our trades this week um, I haven't checked in with Bear today but last time I spoke to him he's definitely looking at uh, at least one Dragon's outside back so whether he's bringing in Lomax or Maybe he takes a risk on like a Pereira or something like that for a bit of a pod move. I think that's one of his trades. And then I think he's tossing up whether he gets Talakai or uh, someone else like that. So yeah, I think that's where he's at at the moment. But um, yeah, if that, if it substantially changes from that, I'll definitely send out a tweet um, before kickoff tonight. For my trades, my trades are pretty easy this week, I think. I'm just going to keep it simple, play it safe. I didn't get Bateman last week because I had bigger issues to deal with, so I'm going to fix that. The only thing I'm looking at this week is obviously, you know, Madison, you know, he's already cheap, but 149 break even. If he scores another 60, 70, 80 even, he's going to be around 520 to 540,000. So I'm looking at that and licking my lips, thinking I'm going to get him next week. Then I thought, Angus Crichton might get named as well. He's sitting at 654,000 thereabouts, and... I was just thinking like I could get, say, Bateman and Stafford Toa this week And I think if I had a bit more bank I would love to be able to do that Because I re- I, I'm quite keen on Toa I think he's a great 5th or 6th centre wing That you could plug in for the rest of the year Because they've just got so many good matchups And on that left wing He could score a try every single week, potentially I wouldn't be surprised if that happened um, But, you know, he's going to make some money it's not like a shockingly low floor He gets in and does does some work so yeah that would be what I'd like to do but I was looking at and and I think I'm only suggesting this so people can crunch the numbers and work out the maths but potentially if, if Angus Crichton is back next week I'm going to go Matto, Angus bang bang my back row is done you know I'll have Tom Lolo Bateman I'll have those two and you know I'll have also Carrigan as a you know a floating guy who goes back and forth between my front row forward and back row f- uh, depending on what I need but you know that's that's really appealing to me. For me to make that happen, I, I had obviously just had to crunch the numbers, and I think I could make it make it work next week, depending on obviously what matter scores this week. And you know, I've got Nat Butcher who would be one of my trade out targets there, and also I might it it'd be a mix between trading out Latrell or you know Siona Katar or one of those guys potentially to get um, the other guy. So yeah, there is some uncertainty, but that's why I, I think I'm gonna have to nuff with my second trade rather than getting staffed Toa. That gives me that extra 70, 80 grand basically to make my trade potentially work. So that's the only thing I'm just I thought I'd talk about. there. it's worth looking at the next week for who you might want to bring in. So that's one option, and that uh yeah, it, it's worth planning ahead for. Because I think that would make my 17 really strong this week. To be able to get in four trades Bateman, Angus, and Matto, I love it. That's what I'm really keen on to make that work. So, yeah, look, I'll I'll probably keep it short. uh, It's getting out a bit late, later this week. So, I'll give you as much time as you can to listen to Wacker's Whispers and obviously get the answers to your questions. Anything that I haven't covered, hit me up on Twitter at CatfishSC. And all the best for your trades this week and obviously your captaincy reserve picks all right have a good one guys.